Bibles with you this evening, turn to Matthew chapter 5. We'll look at verses 14 through 16. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but put it on a stand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13. The Bible says that Jesus entered into the region of Caesarea Philippi. And he looked at his disciples and he said, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Who do men say that I am? They said, Well, some say that you are Elijah. Some say that you're Jeremiah. Some say you're John the Baptist or one of the prophets. But who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The truth is, Jesus was interested. And the Bible tells us much about what others had to say about Him and who they claimed Him to be. Who do men say that I am? There are lots of answers that are provided in Scripture as to who Jesus claimed to be or who others claimed Jesus to be. I am very interested, however, in what Jesus had to say for Himself. And we know these to be the I am statements of Christ. In John chapter 8 and verse 58, Jesus would call himself simply the I am. I am before Abraham was, I am. I existed before Abraham and I have existed long after Abraham. I am the eternal, all-existent one. And of course, in that context, he's going to upset the Jews greatly because they understood that that was a claim of deity, and certainly it was. And so he had this claim of deity for himself. I am, I am the all-existent one. Well, John records several more of these I am statements of Christ, and you can go through that list, and you can think about the context in which Jesus gave those uh, expressions, in which he said these things concerning himself. I am the, the door, I am the good shepherd, I am the resurrection and the life before going to raise Lazarus in John chapter 11. And and look at all of these different I am. This is who I am, Jesus would say. The one we looked at this morning was, I am the light of the world. As I think about the I am statements of Jesus, do you know how ridiculous it would be for me to make these statements? Do you know how sacrilege or blasphemous it would be for me to make these statements of myself, to go up to somebody and say, hey, I am the bread of life. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. That would be blasphemous. And you know it and I know it. And whoever I was speaking to, if they had any knowledge of God, any knowledge of religion at all, they would look at me and they would walk away. They'd say, I'm not going to listen to this guy. Only Jesus is those things. Only Jesus is the way. Jesus said, I am the way. No one comes to the Father except through me, right? John chapter 14 and verse 6. So it would be ridiculous. It would be blasphemous for me to make such a statement that I am the way. I am the light of the world is the only I am statement of Christ that he would say, you 
It's the only one in that list where he would make the statement, you, you are the light of the world. We spent a great deal of time this morning looking at Jesus as the light of the world and what that means. Tonight, I want to flip the script. I want to look there in Matthew chapter 5, as Thomas read a moment ago, where Jesus says, you are the light of the world. I, in that sense, he's talking to me, I am the light of the world. I want you to think about it in the sense that Jesus is speaking. And I want you to think about what that really means. And I hope it will hit home tonight as we think about ourselves as the light of the world. I want you to think tonight what Jesus had to say. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, You are a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. I remember taking road trips as a boy headed to grandma's or place vacation or wherever it was and travel at night after dad would get off work. Mom would have the car loaded. We'd go pick him up and we'd head off. And it was always in the dark. We were always traveling at night whenever we went anywhere when I was a kid. And so I would see lights coming up ahead. And I'd say, is that it? Nope, that's not it. It's going to be another one. And so you keep driving. But you'd see lights on the horizon. Is that it? Is that it? And finally they'd say, yes. That's it. Yes, that is the destination. At night, isn't it amazing what you can see when it's all lit up? I drive into Midland at night sometime, and you'll say, oh, that's not really Midland. Uh, that's a drilling site. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a battery out there. There's something else, and it, it'll fool you, fool you. But in the dark, light's not hard to see, right? In the dark, it's easy to see light. And Jesus says, you need to be that city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. But then the next thing he uses is a lampstand. And tonight, I want to begin there. Tonight, I just want to look at three expressions, three words that are used in connection to us being the light of the world. And I want to start with the word lampstand. Your light. Your light tonight as a lampstand. Now go with me over to the book of John and I want to reread something that I read this morning concerning John the Baptist. And I want you now to think about you in this kind of context. In John chapter 1, I want you to understand that John the Baptist understood the task to which he was assigned. He understood that his task was to prepare people for the coming of the Lord. He knew this about himself and John, as he is writing, the, the apostle is writing, he knows this. In verse number 6 of John chapter 1, it says that there was a man sent from God, sent from God, whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Now listen to me carefully. You are not John the Baptist. I am not John the Baptist. I don't have the responsibility, nor do you, of preparing people for the original coming of Jesus Christ. This was a huge undertaking given to John the Baptist, and he succeeded and succeeded with flying colors. But I want to use this tonight to remind us that we are really not that light. One is that light, and that light, the true light we talked about this morning, is Jesus Christ. We are not that light, but we are a lampstand. What do lampstands do? Well, tonight, 
I want to remind you that Jesus says you are a lampstand. You are the one who supports the light. You are the one. They don't put a, light a lamp and put a basket over it. They don't put a basket over it. They put it on a lampstand. So it gives light to all who are in the house. You, I, we are lampstands. I want to think about myself like that. If you go over to the book of Revelation chapter 1, you remember that John is, is uh, caught up in a vision and he is in the Spirit on the Lord's day and he turns around and he sees Jesus. He sees the Son of God standing there in his midst. And what he has to say, Jesus says to him in verse number 17, he says, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. Catch it? I am the first and the last. Here are more I am statements of Jesus. I am He who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and death. Write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place after this. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands which you are, which you saw are the seven churches. You as the church, he says, you are a lampstand. Chapter 2 and verse 1 says that Jesus walks in and around and amongst the lampstands, the church. In verse number 5, he warns the church in Ephesus. He says, you better repent uh, or else I'm going to remove your lampstand. Me, me, us, as lampstands. Do you know what lampstands do? Yes, you do. Because you know lamps, I suppose. You know as much about lamps more than I do. You know what a lampstand does. It supports and promotes light. That's what it does. I remember my mother's house when I was growing up. I don't know if it's as true today because we have better lighting perhaps in some of our homes. I remember my grandma's home. My grandma had lamps all over the place in her living room. And you'd have to go around at night and you'd have to flip every single one of them off. And somebody was given the task of turning all of the lamps off. Well, again, if you want more light, put it up higher. Put in a brighter bulb and it will give light to more in the house. As a lampstand, that is my job. That's my responsibility. I promote, you're going to see me tonight probably continue to make this, this motion right here, uh, promote and support the light, the true light, Jesus Christ. That's who we are as Christians. I don't know if I think about my task enough and what Jesus really has to say. You are the light of the world. You are a lampstand that supports and promotes me and my name. Turn over, just humor me for a minute, would you? And go to Acts and just, let's do some reading. I love to read. And let's just do some reading for just a moment and you'll get the point and it will happen quickly and we'll move on. Acts chapter 2, I want you to think about a lampstand promoting and supporting the name of Christ. Here it is in Acts chapter 2. Salvation connected to the name of Christ. In Acts chapter 2 and verse number 21, the Bible says, And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 38, Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift 
of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John heal a lame man. And they say in verse number 6, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. Drop down to verse 16. And His name, through faith in His name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through Him has given Him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Chapter 4, look at verse number 10. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by Him this man stands before you whole. Look at verse 12. Nor is there salvation in any other name. There's only one name, right, for any other. There's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Are you starting to get the point? Notice the number of connections to Jesus and His name. His followers are very concerned about promoting and supporting that name. Let me give you one more. We'll go to the end. Chapter 19. And look at verse number 17. In Acts chapter 19 and verse 17. This became known both to all the Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. I begin to think about myself as a light of the world. I want to think about myself as a lampstand. You need to understand something, my friend. We live in a world, and the world is getting darker and darker, it seems. It just seems, right? And it seems that light should be easier and easier to spot, easier and easier to see. But the truth is, you might be the only light anyone ever sees. You might be it. You might be the only access anyone has to the true light. What are we doing to promote and support the name of Christ? You're a lampstand. You are a lampstand. I am a lampstand. You are the light of the world. I need to give this very, very serious thought. I'm not suggesting this is the first time you've thought about it, but I'm reminding you that in this world, right now today, you are a lampstand. You're promoting and supporting Christ. And you might be the only picture of Jesus anyone ever sees. I better be serious about that. I better really take that to heart. I better be real when it comes to that. I'll tell you what Jesus is talking about, it seems to me, in this context, is really the influence that you and I have. I am a lampstand. I am promoting and supporting Christ, the name of Christ, who He is. I am given the task of showing Him to the world. Let's just think about light for a minute. What does light do? Let me give you a few. Let me tell you what light does. Number one, Light reveals. You walk into a dark room and the first thing you do is turn on the light switch. It's dark. I, don't, I can't see anything. I'm going to stub my toe. I'm going to trip and fall. I don't know where anything is. So I turn on the light so that I don't stumble and fall. I reveal to myself what's in the room. You are the light of the world. You are given the task of revealing the true light to the world. That's our job. That's our task. That's what Jesus has placed in us. 
But he says, look, don't get too ahead of yourself. Don't put too much weight on your own shoulders. Let me tell you what the task is. The task is to get them in the right direction. The task is to get them going in the right direction. Your job is not to save them. Listen to me. Your job is not to save them. You can't save them. You can guide them. You can promote and support. You can be an influence. You can reveal the truth of God's Word. Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, the psalmist said in Psalm 119 and verse 105. Paul says, you let your light shine in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, but you are one who is holding fast the word of life. That's your task. That's your job. You guide them to the truth of God's word. You reveal that to them. You help others see this. This is your responsibility. I need to know that. And I need to ask myself, am I really, by the way that I live, am I revealing Jesus? I mean, when somebody looks at my life, when somebody looks at me, and the impression that I give off, and the things that I do, and the way that I behave myself, am I really revealing Jesus? Am I really showing Jesus to them? I'm serious about this. This is exactly, I think, what Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. You are revealing me to the world. You are revealing my Father to the world. How do I do that? I'm asking questions tonight. Do my words reveal Jesus to the world? Do my words, when people hear me talk, Do they think there's something really different about them? You see, we moan and groan about the darkness of the world. We moan and groan and we complain and and we, we tend to just kind of mope around a little bit and say, look at the world and look how bad it is. And I'm not saying that, you know, there's not a place for that, I suppose. But I'm suggesting tonight that the darker it gets, the easier our job gets. I mean, really. The darker the world, the easier it is to see the light. We just have to not look like the world. We just have to carry ourselves not like the world. And it gets easier for the world to see Jesus. Think about that. Do my words really reveal Jesus? Turn over there to those passages, would you? And read it for yourself out of your copy of God's Word. In Ephesians chapter 4. Your Bible's going to read very similar to mine, I suppose. In Ephesians chapter 4, I'm just, I'm just asking the question, do, do your words reveal Jesus to the world? When they hear you speak, do they hear Jesus? Paul says to Christians, oh, to Christians he says, therefore put away lying. Hmm, you mean I can't use my words to lie? Nope. You've got to put that away, Paul says. You can't use your words. That's not revealing Jesus when you use your words to lie. Put away lying. Let each of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. You mean I can't use my words in anger? Nope. Because you're not revealing Jesus. You're not revealing Jesus. You're not showing Jesus to the world. You're not promoting and supporting the true light when you do that, Paul says. 
Verse 28, let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who is in need. Verse 29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. You mean I can't use my words to cut people down, to belittle? You mean I can't use my words to speak ill of? No. No, you can't. But Adam, I have reached an age where I think it's okay. No, you haven't. (laughs) Adam, you don't know my family. I mean, I can say things about them. No, you can't. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Only that which is going to encourage. Only that which is going to build up. Only that which is going to promote. Reveal Jesus. I'm not making this up. I'm not giving you the rules. I'm just saying this is what the Bible says. Verse 30, Do not grieve, cause pain to the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Do my words reveal Jesus to the world. We can say hurtful things. We can call names. We can belittle and put down so easily. I mean, it just rolls off the tongue, it seems. It is just so easy to say things that are unchristlike. But as the light of the world, I must guard my tongue. I must not say those things. I must be very careful to promote and support the name of Christ. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. They may see your good works. See your good works. And so I have to ask, not only what are they here, but what do they actually see? When they see me, what are they actually seeing? What does my physical appearance bring to the table? What am I, how am I displaying what God has given me to the world? Oh man, Adam, watch yourself. You're going to get in. I mean, you've got to be careful, right? Yes, but doesn't the Bible say what it says? Doesn't the Bible say in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 8, I desire therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting holy hands without wrath and doubting? Doesn't Paul there talk about men who are going to lead in worship and the lives that they are presenting before God? Present yourselves holy before God? Isn't that a command? Yes. Do I need to be concerned with my holy living? Yes. Doesn't Paul go on to say in verse number 9, in like manner also, along the same lines of holy living, which I have talked to the men about, along those same lines, that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with propriety and moderation, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing, but which is proper for women, listen, professing godliness with, catch it, good works. 
good works is connected to your appearance. Paul makes the connection here in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Be cautious about the way that you present yourself. Women, he says, you are professing godliness. You are showing forth godliness even by your apparel. Even by the way that you present yourself before the world. What's my task? My task is to promote and support the name of Christ. The true light. Light reveals too many women are too revealing. And it's not light. And if it's not light, then what is it? It's darkness. I don't make the rules, and neither do you. We're reading the Bible. We're seeing what the Bible has to say. And women, we have to give serious thought. Sisters, we've got to think seriously about what we are professing. About what the world sees. Is that a godly woman? Have you looked at pictures and wondered? You see a Christian who's standing there amongst a bunch of other people. And ask yourself, who is the Christian in the picture? And you're just looking at appearance. And sometimes it's hard to find the Christian. That ought not to be. That ought not to be. It ought not to be. We're the light. We ought not to be wearing short things. We ought not to be wearing low-cut things. We ought not to be that which is bearing body parts or showing off or enhancing through tightness or whatever. We ought not to be. We are Christians. We are the light of the world, professing godliness with good works. I'll tell you what. Well, perhaps I've told you already before. It just wasn't that long ago that I had to apologize to my son for sending him to a Bible class in a visiting congregation, a congregation that our family is very familiar with. And after Bible class, I saw the young women walking out. And I said to Evan, I'm so sorry I sent you in there. There was nowhere for you to look. It was all around you. This was a Bible class in the Lord's church. That ought not to be. And if it never gets talked about, then it never gets talked about. And I'll tell you, I don't put it on the women. I put it on the men. Dad, that's on you. I really believe that. I really believe that, Dad, if you'll step up, it'll help. Mom may or may not understand. She's a godly woman and she's going to help you. Somebody's got to step to the plate. Somebody's got to say, my appearance reveals the Jesus to the world. Are they seeing Jesus or are they seeing darkness? I I want them to see Jesus. That's what this is all about. Jesus says, you have influence. You are the light of the world. Support and promote my name to those who are lost. I just want to examine my whole life. If it really just, maybe I should have started with this one and just left the rest alone, right? How about I just examine my whole life? Not just what I say and not just what I put on, but I examine my thinking. I examine my activities. I think about my hobbies. I think about where I find pleasure. I think about the things that I do. I think about relationships. 
and I think about my overall life, and I'm asking myself, does my life reveal Jesus to the world? Paul would say, set your mind on things above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. And he longed for the day, Colossians 3 and verse 4, when Christ, who is my life, when He appears. I can't wait for Christ, who is my life, to appear. Paul was one who was ready to examine his life, eager to examine his whole life and make sure that he was in step with the Lord. He wanted to make sure he was so careful, wasn't he, about what he did, where he went, what he ate, uh, the things that he did. He was concerned, how does this look? What's my influence like? How is this going to appear to those who are outside of the body of Christ? How is this going to appear to my brethren who are in Christ? He knew that he had influence, and his task was to support and promote the name of Christ. There's a higher standard that we're shooting for. It's not the world. It's the name of Christ. That's what we're supporting. That's what we're promoting. Brethren, we better be serious about it. It's not something to get lax about. It's not something to to say, well, the world, I look fine by the world standards. Who cares what the world standards are? I just want to do what the Bible says and leave everything else alone. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lampstand and put it under a basket. They put it on a lampstand so it might give light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. You're a lampstand. You have influence. But listen, if you go about doing good just for you, if you go about dressing a certain way just for you, if you do good things to stay out of trouble, you do good things just so other people will like you, you do good things just because you're a pretty good person. I mean, you just like to do good things. You just you're naturally seem to be normally doing pretty good things. Is that enough? Is that what this is all about? Why am I a lampstand? Why am I supporting and promoting the name of Christ? Why am I concerned about the influence that I have in this world? Again, is it just to be liked? Is it just to be popular? What's your motivation for doing good? What's your motivation for being a positive influence? What's your motivation? It has to be, my friend. This is where I want to just continue on. 